Hello, everyone. I'm Prophet Lou. Welcome to the Glory Room. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for everything. Father God, as we partake in this word today, Father God, help us to understand it. Help us to, to apply it to our lives, Father God. Help us to be doers of your word. Father God, we ask you to bless the ones that are reading it, bless the ones that are hearing it. Father God, even bless the person that is bringing the devotional. Father God, touch us all in a mighty way and help us all to apply it to our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, uh, verse of the day is 1 Peter 2 and 10. Once you had no identity, as a people, now you are God's people. <clears throat> Once you receive no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Subject, new label. Affirmations, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you opportunity to say it if you like. I am new in Christ. I am merciful. I'm not my past. I am strong. Before we gave our lives to Christ, we had nothing. Our identity was only in the world and it meant nothing. We thought it meant everything, but it meant nothing because we were becoming people that we thought needed to seem cool. We thought we needed to be what the world prescribed or said we were, and that meant everything. But that's not what God is calling us to be. He's calling us to be different from what this world tells us to be. He's calling us to walk in his identity. Christ's idea of who we are is something we must work towards every day. If we don't allow God to take over and change us, we will be the same stubborn people we were before the change, just with a new label. Just because you take the label off sour milk and place a new label on it, it's still sour milk. We must be ready to change what's on the inside so that we can be exactly what the label says, which is a worker of a Christ, a child of light, a child of God. Because the problem about sour milk isn't the brand, it isn't the container, it's what's on the inside that makes it sour. God isn't looking for us to be something we can't be without him. We can try to be something different. We can try to be something more, but we must accept what he's giving us now. Christ is giving us mercy. Mercy is something we can't expect, except some of us refuse to have mercy shown to us. We refuse to allow him to love us and to show us mercy. We are so broken and miserable that we think that if we step out of survival mode, we will regret it. If we are out of being protective of our emotions, we regret it. But let me tell you something, friends. God is trying to call us out of the uh, out of our dark holes in your selfish ways, our selfish ways, out of the ideal that no one loves us and no one needs us. Christ is trying to give us to get us to claim our identity through Him. Romans eleven and thirty says, "For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their." disobedience. It tells us again that we have received mercy. It's up to us to be receptive to what God is trying to give us. It's nothing we ever did to receive mercy, but mercy is something he's giving to us as children countless of times. I've read God's word and, it's in, and in my simple human mind, I thought he could have done this, this and that. He could have killed people where they stood, but instead he showed mercy. Why? Because he rather for us to be saved and secure in our mental state than to be searching for mercy from people and things. Second Samuel 14, 14 says, David told God, I'm in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercy is great, but do not let me fall into human hands. David knew people. Humans don't show mercy. They refuse to give it. Humans can't let go of anything or show mercy to anyone without it being more to it. God is saying mercy is something I'm giving to all my children, not just the newer Christians or the older Christians, our followers. 
But this gift is given to everyone. But we must let go of the things of the pettiness and show mercy to. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. God says here, forgive because it's in your new identity. Love because it's in your new identity. Show mercy because it's in your new identity. He said, don't wait for people to show you mercy. You show mercy first because once I have shown you mercy because it's in your identity, God wants to give us a new song to sing, a new meaning to life, a new motto. But are we willing to sing it? Are we willing to move past the ugly of the, for the new? We can't just carry the identity. We must become our new identity. God is ready to give us a makeover, change us, shape us, mold us. But we have to ask God to heal what's in us that's broken. We have to let ourselves be free to heal. Identity is new and it's different, but we can't wear it if we are still going back to who used to be, who we used to be. Identity comes with something we never felt and never did, but we can pretend to change and be different, but God knows exactly who we are. Do you know who you are in Christ? Are you merciful like him? Do you have, do you have the mindset of Christ today? God is trying to show us what is included in our new prescription of life. But are we willing to read and change? Are we willing to let go of this ideal that we have to be savage and merciless because that's what the world is? Today, the Holy Spirit is saying, the new prescription is say, saying love. It's saying be merciful. It's saying let go of the pettiness and be more like me. Does mercy expire? No. Does love? No. But what expires is our life. And if we don't try to change, we won't never make it to where we need to be, which is closer to Christ in heaven. Prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be different. We thank you for looking over our past and seeing us. We thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. We thank you for giving us so much and for sending your son here to save us. Father, we, we so need to be saved and we desire to be different, but it's hard because of life experiences. It's hard when it seems the more we change, people make us remember who we used to be or, or what our label is or was. Father, continue to change us and love us and be with us and give us more wisdom and knowledge to be like you and to understand your word. Lord, we give you all of ourselves. Please mold us and change us and cleanse us right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'm going to change the topic. It was new label, but, but the Holy Spirit says that it's called new prescription. prescription. Okay. So the topic today is not new label. It's called new prescription. I'll give everyone a couple minutes to get um, your Bibles. Okay. Should have gave everybody enough time. So the new, the new topic is called new prescription. Usually when we go to the doctor, the doctor prescribes us um, countless of prescriptions, sometimes new, sometimes old. And usually when it's a new prescription, they, they normally, um, when we go to Walmart, we have to get the prescription or anywhere, basically. They, you have to talk to the guy that, that, I think it's called the technician. You have to talk to him about what 
the doctor's asking you to do. He says, okay, um, you know, he got you a new medication. You say, yeah. And he says, okay, do you understand what you're supposed to do? And you probably say no or yes. And he he tells you what you have to do. He might tell you, hey, you need to take this with a little food. Uh, make sure you take this with no food. Make sure you take this with milk. Make sure you take this with water, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. It's a new prescription. So you have to do something different. You have to add it to your routine of taking your other pills. Or if you're not taking pills with your, or if you're not taking pills, it starts a new routine of you taking pills. So new prescription. So with this new prescription, it causes maybe headaches. It causes uh, maybe diarrhea or your heart might, right, might go up or other side effects. What the Lord, what the Holy Spirit is saying today is that I'm giving you a new prescription, which is a new life. I'm giving you a new life with full peace. I'm giving you a new life full of joy. I'm giving you a new life full of mercy. I'm giving you a new life full of me. See, the world wants us to be one way. And the world wants us to show this nice representation of ourselves to everyone. A representation of being maybe a strong man or woman of God. Maybe a prayer warrior, a great pastor, a great deacon. But the Holy Spirit is saying, I know this is not who you are, so I'm writing you something new. I'm telling you that this is new to you, but this is not new. This has been around. I need you to try to take this prescription every day. So I need you to read your word. I need you to pray. I need you to meditate. See, the thing is, is that most people, when they start a new life with Christ, they, they just think that, Oh, this is going to be quick and easy. I gave my life to Christ. Uh, he rose the third day. That's it. But it's other steps we must take. See, we don't change unless we put in effort. That's that's with the gym. That's even like if you messed up a relationship, your, 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 your spouse might say, hey, I need you to be more dedicated. You have to be more dedicated. Your job might say, oh, you're running late for work. I need you to be on time. See, people are asking of things for you. And the only way you can change is when you apply yourself. And the Holy Spirit is asking, with this new prescription, I need you to apply yourself. I need you to be the person I know you can be. I know you being this way because you think this is what's going to make you look cool. But what do you think you're looking like in front of me? One of the uh, Bible verses we went over was... Um, Romans 11.30 says, for just as you were... At one time, disobedient to God, but now you have received mercy because of their disobedience. We have received mercy. At one time, we was disobedient. At one time, we didn't care what God said. We didn't care what the word said. We didn't care what anyone have to say. We was only looking to make ourselves happy. And the Holy Spirit is saying today is that make me happy. I think we talked about this yesterday. Make God happy. Please, God, with your actions. But we can't do that unless we apply ourselves. We must take on this new prescription and do it every day. Most people that have an addiction or they have a problem, they think that they can contact someone immediately when they pray, everything goes like this. And I'm not saying that can't happen. But for the most part, when someone pray over you and they relieve you of your, 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 your they don't relieve you, but the Holy Spirit do relieve you of your frustration. You must take steps to continue this process on. You must take steps connecting with your God. You must take steps of making sure you apply your new prescription. Because if you don't, you're going to go back to what you were. You're going to go back to sin. 
And then you're going to start this process all over. It's why am I so depressed? Why am I filled with anxiety? Because you are running back to stuff that is keeping you held down. You are running back, running back into stuff that are not what you're supposed to be. You are doing stuff, smoking stuff, drinking stuff that don't supposed to be with you. Because you said that you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and he died on the cross for your sins. You believed that he resurrected. How do you think you're supposed to act now? You don't supposed to act like children of the dark. We talked about this yesterday. You're supposed to act like children of the light. But how do we take these process? How do we take this process on to being the new people that God wants us to be? We have to apply ourselves daily to word. That's how you see people that are on fire with God, for God for three and four years. You're like, wow, I thought the fire for God would eventually fizzle out. It's not. Because when you apply yourself and you read the word of God and you connect with the word of God and you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, you apply it to your life. And every day you're making little changes. These changes might not seem big to others. I tell people all the time, like, oh, I have changed. And they kind of looked at me like, no, I don't think you have. And I'm like, I have. I feel like I have. People won't see your change, but God does. And that's all that matters. But every day we must take time to apply ourselves to our Christian walk because it's essential. It's essential. It's vital that we take the time to pray. Because when we pray, we are creating a connection between us and God. And a blockage between us and the enemy. It helps kill the flesh. When we read the word, it kills the flesh. When we meditate, it kills the flesh. And most importantly, when we fast and pray, when we fast, it kills the flesh. Every day we must kill the flesh and apply our new prescription. They might tell you, okay, don't take this prescription anymore because this prescription is not helping you. Just like the just like our in our Christian wall. The things that are not helping you, you need to do away with them. They tell you all the time, discard the medicine that you're not you're not using. Don't sell it. Get rid of it. That's what we must do in our Christian life. Anything that's in our life that's not helping us, that we no longer need, get rid of it. Move it out of the way so you can make room on your shelf for your new prescription. Make room in your heart for God. Make room in your mind to be have a mind of Christ. Another verse that I'm going to... Uh, get on real quick is second samuel 24 14 says is in our devotional david told god i'm in deep distress let us fall into the hands do let us fall into the enemy let us fall into the hands of the lord for his mercy is great but do not let me fall into human hands we must give ourselves mercy now a lot of times we won't show ourselves mercy because we think what we did is so bad what we're doing is so bad. Our addictions are so tough that God can't possibly love someone that's addicted to drugs. God can't possibly love me after what I did last night. God can't possibly love me after what I said to, to Mary Beth. He can't possibly love me. We must show ourselves mercy. We must allow God to show us mercy. But we first must accept mercy from ourselves. Accept forgiveness for ourselves. So that we can allow his mercy to come in. It's just like a new prescription. We can't continue to take the old prescription and the new prescription because they might counteract. We can't do the things of the world and do the things of God because they're going to counteract. We must pick one or the other. Are we going to take the new prescription or are we going to take the old prescription because it feels good? It works faster. It's been our system longer. Or are we going to take the new prescription? Give it time. Be patient. Be diligent. Amen. Let's look at some um, 
some key verses. Look at, let's go to Romans 11 and 30. Romans 11 and 30. Okay, there was something else that I feel. Romans 11. Romans 11 and 30. Yeah. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God, but when people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to, to you instead. It was at one point when the Israelites, oh, sorry, let me read, it. You read the NIV. The NIV says, Romans eleven thirty. for just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of your disobedience. Is, is at one time, sometimes I read the Bible and I'm like, if I was God, I would do this. If I was God, I would do that. Because sometimes I look at the Bible like, how can God show them mercy after he told them, hey, don't worship with them. Don't, don't get married to them. And they go right there and do it. And then I have the Holy Spirit say, well, you did it. I told you not to do X, Y, and Z, and you did it. So what makes them so different? See, God's mercy is shown to everyone. God's mercy is shown to the old and the young, the good and the bad. We sit there as judges, and we point our finger, and we shake our finger, but the Bible said the only people we should be judging are the people in the church. Even then, we need to be careful doing that because we can, as Paul said, yet fall into that same sin. I'm paraphrasing. So we need to learn to understand that we got mercy and grace because of Christ. Not because of something we did. Not because we are great. Not because we are strong. Not because we are just the best thing he have ever made. No. We got mercy because he saw fit to give it to us because he knew we was going to keep messing up. Some of us might sit here and say, oh, I don't mess up at all. I don't do that kind of stuff, sister. I don't do that kind of stuff, brother. I, I don't care if you don't. But at one time in your life, and even now, you have messed up and said something in your heart, in your head, outwardly. You have done something. It might not be, as everyone say, the big sins, which no sin is bigger than the next. But you have done something that you need God to show you mercy for. We have to stop putting a label on sin. We have to stop putting a label on this person is bad because they did this. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we all need mercy. Just like it says in 11 and 30. Once you were, I don't know why I said reptile, sorry. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God, but when the people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to you instead. He was merciful to us instead. Can you believe that? Instead of giving us what we should have had, he gave us mercy. And that's part of our new prescription that we have mercy. And the new thing on our prescription is he gave us grace. But we somehow don't want that prescription. We refuse to take that prescription because it, we feel like it was too simple. It had to be more complicated than that. It's not. It's, it's not. God made it so plain that a fool can't even get it. Yes. Even 
Anyone that doesn't understand, you can teach them the word of God and they get it just like that. Because he wants it that plain. He makes it so simple. But it's up to us to decide whether we want to obey or whether we want to stick with our old prescriptions. He's given us a way out. Some of us look for ways out of different situations. I've had a couple times I've gotten in a situation. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And I leave it in his hands. He works it out just like that. And I can hear him say, well, if you get back into it, it's going to be a minute before you get out of it. And I take that as a warning. Some of us, he have been gotten us out of the situations that we're sitting in, but some of us decide to stay in it because we think it's going to get any, it's going to get better. Some of us decide to stay with the sins that we're committing because we feel like, oh, it can't be that bad. He won't send me to hell for this. He won't send me to hell for that. And he will. Because we have to pick today who we will serve. Will we look like this world or will we apply the new prescription? Let's go on to another verse. Next verse is Psalms 121 and 3. Psalms 121 and 3. Remember, Psalms is right dead in the middle of the Bible. Right in the middle of the Bible. Go to 121 and 3. Okay. Psalms 121 and 3. He would not let you stumble. The one who kept watches over you would not slumber. And IV says he would not let your foot be moved. He will keep you. He will keep you. Will, I'm sorry. He who keep you would not slumber. It says it right here. He would not let your foot be moved. The Lord is with us. We don't have to worry about what's going to happen. We don't have to worry about how bad it looks. We don't have to worry about our sins are so heavy. All we have to do is give it to him. It says he will not let your foot be moved. He will keep you. He will. He who keeps you will not slumber. The Lord is not going to sleep. The Lord is not going to let just whatever happen. He's not going to let a bad day take over. He's going to be right there to catch you. He's going to be right there to guard you, but it's up to us to let him guard us. If he says no, stay in those perimeters of the no. Don't go out looking for trouble. If your day is going good, don't look for chaos. I hear people now saying, oh, I'm just going to look for a fight. No, don't look for a fight. Go home. Oh, I'm going to just get in someone's face. No, I'm going to show someone who's boss. No. But when these moments come where someone's threatening you, He's not going to allow it to happen. He's going to allow you to go home. But don't sit there and poke the bear. Leave someone. Leave. This, this is the thing that I have noticed. That because it's such a spirit of chaos in this world. It's such a spirit of aggravation and aggression in this world. That people are looking to pick a fight. And when these people look for you to pick a fight, leave. I can sense the Holy Spirit give it to me that I can sense when someone is going to do something that is going to disrupt the peace, I leave. I've asked the Holy Spirit, help me to tame my mouth where I won't sit there and take up for anyone or do anything or, or say anything. And he has taught me to keep my mouth quiet. I had something to happen today and this person was just saying anything and everything to me. 
And I stood there. I did what I needed to do. I left. Old me, I would have said something. I would have fussed. I would have got angry. But the new me have have took my prescription. I read my Bible. I pray. I meditate. I stay focused on God. And when that person tried to say something to rattle me, I give God the glory and honor. It didn't rattle me. We must be diligent in our walk with Christ and be committed to to do the work, which is listen to the Holy Spirit. And as long as we're listening to the Holy Spirit, he will help us with our new prescription. He will remind us of things that we, we don't need to do. He would tell us of things that we shouldn't do. But we must be willing to listen. This world today don't want to listen. People just want to fight. People want to bring out guns. People want to, to sleep around. People want to do things they shouldn't do. People don't want to uh, keep their temple holy. But we must be different. We must have a Christ-like mind and know that what we're trying to do is walk in the light of the Lord. What we're trying to do is be closer to God. What we're trying to do is change. And we can't change by being what the world is. Full of chaos, full of hatred, full of bitterness, full of jealousy. So today, if you have that problem, today, if you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. And I'm tired of feeling this way. Ask the Holy Spirit for your new prescription. Ask the Holy Spirit how to apply it. Ask the Holy Spirit when to use it. Ask the Holy Spirit how to direct your path. And he will do it. It says a righteous man falls seven times. We can fall seven times, but guess what? We will get back up. Don't worry about if you sin. Say, God, forgive me. Move away. Turn away. And turn back to Christ and follow his way. Hope you all have a blessed day. Uh, Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Remember, you have a new prescription. Let's try to apply it.